0: All right, it says I'm live. Well, at 70, I'm glad that I'm alive. (laughs) So, uh, we've got about eight minutes till we get going. So, you guys out there, you're all watching. We're having trouble streaming to your destination, Rumble. So, David, see if you can check on that. and i don't see any comments coming up there we go the west coast Hello, O.G. O.G. John, that's kind of hard to say. Well, while we're waiting for people to come on, uh, sometimes what I like to do is just kind of chit-chat a little bit. And what is on my heart right now is bricky water filters. Um. They've asked us dealers not to talk about the issue. But what I can say is it's not because the filter is not working. It's not because it hasn't worked. It's not because it didn't filter out something. (laughs) The problem is, is it filtered out what they don't want filtered out. And apparently... It may be the only filter out there. Now, again, you know, it's got to go to court. It's a big deal. Um, let, let, let me put it this way if I were a bad guy and I had people making a virus that I wanted to put in the water supply, be it a chemical, be it a bacteria or a fungus or virus or something like that or if it was some kind of snake venom or plant poison or something like that, I would want to, if I were trying to kill a lot of people, I would want to take people's ability away the things that could filter that out. And therein lies the rub, as they say. So I think they're trying to get rid of Berkey because they want to kill a lot of people. And that's what the prophecies say. That a lot of people are about to die from drinking whatever is in the water, and I think that they're coming after Burkey because they've tested it and they know that it removes it. Now, I don't know exactly what they want to put in the water, but apparently, at least that's 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 the skinny butt, or the sc- scuttlebutt of what they're saying. And <laughs> I have to tell you what happened. So last week, Sean, my son, which works at Prophecy Club, has basically worked at Prophecy Club all his life. So he calls me, he says, you know, Dad, we got, we got a pretty large Berkey inventory and we haven't talked about Berkey for a while. Uh, see if you could mention it. So I mentioned it in a program and we got a few orders. And the very next morning he calls me and says, I, I, I got to tell you what, what happened. I got to tell you what's, what's going on. So this thing with Berkey has flared up, and we didn't know about it. But apparently there was another ministry out there that is, my understanding is not a Berkey dealer, so they could talk about this. And so they had one of the top people on that was explaining what's really going on. And all of a sudden, we were covered up with Berkey orders. I mean, it was within a few hours we were getting close to being totally sold out on inventory. What do we do? And I said, quick, quick, order some more. He said, well, there's a bit of a problem in doing that uh, because these orders that they're filling will take about three days for the credit card to clear. And they won't ship anymore until we actually physically pay them. And I said, well, buy what you can, you know, with, with m- what money we do have in the account. And he said, yeah, I already have, and that's nowhere close to enough to based upon the orders that are coming in, that's nowhere close enough to last more than a few minutes. And I said, okay, well, we got to do something. And um, as, as a matter of fact, if, if you're out there, if you can help us, we, we are last check anyway. Needing somewhere between eight to ten thousand dollars to buy more Berkies, okay. Okay, so let me finish the story. So, we get what we can, and we placed another, of course, some of the credit cards cleared. We put that morning money in the next day, more credit cards cleared, and we put that money in the next day, more credit cards cleared. We put that money, and so we've been buying all of the Berkies we possibly can. We haven't been raising the price, and uh. We heard that some people are. We're not, we're not doing that. You know, Our objective is to help people, not necessarily to make money. So <laughs> we did get a couple of people out there that sent uh, some some help to us. Uh, we still need some more. So God is blessed and you can help us. That would, Now would be a wonderful time. The reason is because we want to buy more Berkey. So we, we're totally at right now. Matter of fact, as I guess it was as of, was it this morning? Yeah, this morning. As of this morning, we are totally out of Berkey's everything with the Berkey filters, units, everything, everything, everything. And so, we have already several days ago placed up order that totals to I think it's thirty units and about two hundred and fifty filters. And they 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 think that they tell, tell us it'll be about three to four weeks before those get in. And my office says it'll be about three or four days before we've sold all of that. And so, what do you do? Well, at this point, we're not exactly sure. And I think Berkey doesn't exactly know what is going on. Um, and I probably shouldn't say more other than just simply say, this is what we're doing. We're still taking orders because just because you give us an order in a credit card doesn't necessarily mean that we can clear the order matter of fact our computer even we wouldn't even do it anyway but our computer will not let us clear the order until we have the inventory in and we are ready to ship Uh, so for the folks out there that are prophecy students and want to survive if an evil person puts some really really bad stuff in our water then obviously, if they're coming after Berkey, that tells you that whatever it is, the Berkey fixes it. And I, I think that's it. Now, now let me just give you a disclaimer. I can't prove a thing of that. Okay. Can't prove any of that. But my suggestion is it's not a bad thing to have Berkey with some extra filters. Uh, the one I have in like is called the Crown, it's the big one with eight filters. Uh, but they all they go all the way down to just one filter. So I mean, you can you can get a Berkey for fairly cheap, and so Prophecy Club is still taking orders for them, although we may have to cancel the order if we can't get it, and that means your credit card would never be charged. So at this point, we we don't know. So we're just you know more and more it's looking like I'm getting pretty close to saying yeah we're in the tribulation. I mean. It's 630. So we need to start. So let's let's get started. Okay, here we go. First of all, Lord, you did say that wherever two or more are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of them. And Lord, we know that several hundred people to perhaps even several thousand people are going to watch this. Some of them will watch it right now. And some will watch it in the next few days or weeks. And so, Lord, we ask you to be with us. We ask your anointing to touch everyone out there. And we know that <laughs> wisdom and might are yours, Lord. You change the times and seasons, you remove the kings and setteth up kings. You giveth wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. You revealeth the deep and secret things, you knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with you. And we know that your word is eternal. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but your word will never pass away. And we cannot possibly, in our finite minds, understand it. But we ask that the Holy Spirit will show us the deep and secret things. Help us to understand this. And Lord, I admit right now that I don't understand all of it. And many times, going through these Bible studies, you show me even deeper things. Continue to show me, continue to bring me truth. So that me and all of the people watching can understand your word, what it means to us now today, what it meant when you spoke it, and what it means to the future and in light of all of the other scriptures. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I see Tony Salvo out there. Henry. um, (laughs) Okay, okay. And we have David on as our monitor tonight. David Phillips has been with us prophecy club. I don't know. David probably tell us getting pretty close to 10 years now. And so he's doing the monitoring and you know, it's a shame we have to monitor it, but some people would get on there and start saying some really bad things, some bad things about other people. And we also have some unscrupulous people. will get on there and say, Oh, I can't feed my kids, send money to this place. You know, We are a nation of liars right now, sad to say. We are a nation of scammers. I cannot tell you how many times the Prophecy Club debit card has been turned off because somehow they got to charging things on it. I'm glad the bank caught it, called us, and turned the card off. I have a new card. Um, Just evil, 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 every every place in our world today. Okay. So, anyway, we are going to be. In Romans chapter 9, so let's switch on over. I'm going to go to Romans chapter 9, right there, and we want this view. Okay, so here we go. If you've got your King James Bible handy, you can have that. That would be a very good thing to do. All right, so anyway, and let me get rid of this thing because it's flashing. Hang on. Well, that might be the reason it's flashing. All right, let's see if that's better. That's better. Okay, here we go. Romans chapter nine. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. Oh, let me back up. So, because many times, see the, the the word was originally written and it didn't have chapters in it, and so a lot of times, they while they try to have a chapter heading at the start of a the thought, it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes you got to kind of get a running start. I understand you got to back up, and this is one of them. So let's back up. Okay, let's start here. You shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect. It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ, shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So that's good to hang on to. Here we are tribulation saints. Three people say we're in the tribulation. And if we're not in the tribulation, we're very, very close to it. Matter of fact, I believe that in my lifetime, I will see the Antichrist. Verse 38 For I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now, that's the the backup thing. All right, now let's jump back up here. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost, that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ. For my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises, who are the fathers and of whom as concerning the flesh Christ came, who is over all God blessed forever. Amen. Now, what's he saying? He's saying his heart is breaking because his own people, the Jews, who were given the gospel first and rejected it, and he had to go to another nation to make them jealous of Israel because Israel has refused it. However, I think I'm going to be able to show you before the evening is up that the time is going to come that many, not all, but many in Israel will turn to Jesus. Let's keep going. Verse 6. Not as though the word of God had taken none effect, For they are not all Israel, which are Israel. That's important. Now, let's back up and say it again. For they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. Who's Israel? Okay. Um, Remember, Israel was the one that had the promise. Okay. Uh, Children of Israel. He's the one that all of the 12 children came out of. So when he says Israel, he's talking about the people that are of the bloodline of Israel. Now, the problem is, is that doesn't mean everybody. Let me show you some scriptures. So let's jump to Revelation 2.9. I know thy works in tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them that say they are Jews, but are not. But are the synagogues of Satan. Meaning, there's a whole group of people out there that call themselves Jews, that are not. Here's another one. Behold, I will make them of synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Now, there are people that are not of the lineage of Israel, but they say they are. Here's another one. Did you ever read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? The same has become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. In other words, Jesus is the chief cornerstone. And we're going to come back and talk about that in just a second. But the story on this was like. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, Can I do that? Um, I'm not set up to do that. So I'll just tell you off the top of my head. About like 3,500 years ago. There was a group of people out of Kazakhstan or Kazakhs or um, see, what was the other word they called themselves? Um, Kazarians. Okay. And they were so evil that the surrounding nations finally came down to them and said, you got to find a God. You got, you can worship Allah. You can worship. Um. In those days it was, you could become a Jew or you can become Islamic. But you got to fight a God because you're so evil. And this was what is today Ukraine. And that's the reason I think that we are being lied to big time. Ukraine is not the good guys. Ukraine is probably one of the most evil nations on the planet. And I've had some people email me. Yes, there's some good Christians there. Yes, I understand. There's some good missionaries over there building churches. I understand that. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, I don't know, maybe it's 2,500 years ago, but it was a long time. And so they said, either you choose Judaism or Islam or what was the other one? Anyway, they chose Judaism and they chose to call themselves Jews. So they went to the Jews and they said, Can we intermarry? Jews said, Absolutely not. No. And so they just changed their name anyway. And a lot of those are became the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers. And they, they, they give Jews a very, very, very bad name. As you know, in World War II, it was mostly the Jews that were killing the Jews. But it was those people that say they're Jews and they aren't, but they are of the synagogue of Satan. These guys here. They say they're Jews. They've even intermarried. They've even changed their name. But they're not really Jews. And these are the people that, well, the 13 Illuminati bloodlines most all of them call themselves Jews, and they say they're of, of Israel, but they're not. So so understand when people say, yeah, well, the Jews are really, really bad. Wait, 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 wait. The children of Israel are not the bad guys. Yes, we're about to see. They have some problems with rejecting Jesus. All right, let, let, me, let me go on. A couple of points I need to make here. So let's talk about the stone right here where it says, did you ever read in the scriptures about the stone which the builders rejected? And the same has become the head of the corner. That's talking about Jesus. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Then we jump to Daniel. So Daniel interprets the dream to the king Thou, O king, saw us and behold a great image. This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. The image's head was of fine gold, his breast and arms of silver. His belly and thighs of brass, and his legs of iron, and his feet part of iron and part of clay. I'm not going to go into that teaching prophecy. This is the point I'm trying to make. Thou sawest till a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image on his feet that were of iron and clay and break them to pieces. What this is saying is that Jesus is the stone, the build is rejected, and the statue represents all the nations going all the way up until the time Jesus returns, and Jesus is the stone that hits the the, uh, the the statue on the part of the iron and a part of the clay, and destroys them. Now, let's go on to the next point I want to make here. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, the gold, broken pieces became as a chaffer, the chaff of the threshing floors, meaning all of the nations of the world are all destroyed, and the wind carried them away, and there was found no place for them. And the stone, Jesus that smote the image that's Jesus at his return, became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Now what did he fill the whole earth with? The answer is his glory. When the morning star, which is his glory, which is the final wrath, hits the earth it goes to this, we've talked about this a lot of times, goes to the center of the earth, sets the foundations of the mountains on fire, the hills melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. there's no more hills, there's no more valleys, there's no more sea, the earth turns into a nice round, smooth ball, and there is no light from the sun or the stars. They're all dissolved. They're all gone. There is no sun. There is no stars. There is no moon. All gone. All gone, gone, gone. Jesus is the light of the world, period. Now, let me jump to the next one. And whosoever shall fall in this stone, Jesus, shall be broken. See, when we accept Jesus, it is breaking the old man. But whomsoever it shall fall, it shall grind him to powder. Now that word powder is talking about ash. When the morning star hits the earth, it burns up all of the sin, all of the sinners in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. That's what it's talking about. So it's saying, whosoever shall accept Jesus and allow the stone to fall on him, the old man is broken, and whomsoever it will fall, those people that don't accept Jesus, will be ground to powder. Powder. Now let's jump to the next one. The stone which the builders rejected or refused has become the head of the corner. There are some people that believe the New Jerusalem is not a square, although King James says it clearly it is four square. But some people believe it's not a square, but it's a pyramid, and Jesus is on top of that pyramid. I don't know about that, but I do know that Jesus is the chief cornerstone. He is at the top of the New Jerusalem. And In him, there is no darkness. He is light, and you can't find darkness any place on the earth. His light of life goes through everything. Then we jump to another scripture. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone. That would be Jesus. A precious cornerstone, a sure foundation that he that believeth on him shall not make haste. In other words, it will not be a mistake. And the stone which the builders refuse has become the headstone of the corner. And finally, now therefore, you're no strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints in the household of God. And you're built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief corner stone. All right, now, I go back and find where we were. Romans nine, here we go, ah, Romans. Up revelation so often it comes in, probably. Uh, let's see if I can find where it was. Okay, let me start here. Who are Israelites to whom it pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and giving over the law and of the service of God and the promises? Whose are the fathers and of him concerning the flesh Christ came? Who is over all God blessed forever? Amen. Not as though the word of God had taken none effect, for they are not all Israel which are of Israel, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called or blessed. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. What's he saying? Well, we know that all the way back to Genesis 6, the sons of God came down and made it with the daughters of men. And somehow they did it again after the flood because they're still around today. I mean, this is called the Nephilim. But then there's also people that are on the earth that don't serve Christ, and they are just evil people. So it's talking about those two. That is, they which are the children of flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac. For the children being not born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, the elder shall serve the younger. And that has happened. Uh, now, right now, the the elder is more rich than the younger, meaning the elder would be most of the Arabs. Okay, And uh, the, right now, Israel doesn't have oil. But I think that's going to change, so say, the prophecies. Okay, let's go on. Romans 9, 13. As it were written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid, for he said to Moses, I have mercy on whom I will have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy for the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, even for the same purpose, have I raised thee up that I might show my power in thee and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore, hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will, he hardeneth. Thou will say unto thee, thou will say unto me, why doth he find fault for who hath resisted his will? Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Okay, what does that mean? Hang on here just a second. We can find out. We push that button. We go down to that word, "replied" To contradict in reply, to answer by contradiction. Okay, so it's response. Okay. I, I You know what? I'm not pronouncing it right. Repliest. Okay, like, like to reply. Okay. But nay, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power unknown or known, endureth with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, and that he might make known the riches of glory on the vessels of mercy which he had afore prepared unto glory, even us whom he hath called? Not only the Jews only, but also the Gentiles. As he said also in Osi, I will call them my people, which are not my people, and her beloved, which was not beloved. Now, what's he saying in all this? He's saying, I sent the gospel to the Jews, to the sons of Israel, to the children of Israel, but they didn't accept it. So I sent it over to the Gentiles. That's what he's basically saying here so far, and they're going to accept it. But also in the last days, Jerusalem will be trodden down to the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. There's another scripture we're about to read here. And even the angel told who said that the day will come when the Gentile book of life will be filled. Then he will turn to the Jewish book of life. There's also a scripture in Revelation 6 that says, And I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, saying, A measure of wheat for a penny. And three measures of barley for a penny. And I struggled for a long time trying to understand that. And I think now what it's talking about, when it says a measure of wheat for a penny, well, what is wheat? Uh, That would be us, the Christians. And who is the barley? That would be the Jews. The first first, uh, uh, harvest of the year that comes ripe is the barley. And the gospel was taken first to the Jews, but they didn't accept it. So it was sent over to the Jews, or over to the Gentiles. So it says a measure of wheat for a barley, a measure of wheat for a penny, that's one. Three measures of barley for a penny. I think that is what it's saying is in the last days, when God turns his attention from the Gentiles over to the Jews, and my guess is one of the things that we're going to be able to see when that happens To know that that's happened is when God gives oil, massive amounts of oil to Israel. He has taken the wealth. He's already in the process of that right now. The dollar is already ready to start falling. But he will start taking the wealth from America and giving it over to Israel as he turns his attention from the Gentiles back to the Jews. Okay, so uh, let's see. I need to make note of where I am. Okay, I think it was here. I'll back up here. As he says "NOC." I will call them my people, which are not my people, that's us, and her beloved, which was not beloved. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, ye are not my people. There shall they be called the children of the living God. Isaiah also cries concerning Israel. Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. Or he will finish the work and cut it in short, short in righteousness because of short work will the Lord make upon the earth. And as they say Isaiah said before, except the Lord of the Sabbath had left us a seed, he had been as Sodom and also unto Gomorrah. What shall we say then? That the Gentiles, which followed not after righteousness, have attained unto righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith, but Israel, which... Fought, I'm going to make sense of this in a second. But Israel which followed after the law of righteousness, hath not attained unto the law of righteousness. Wherefore? In other words, he's saying, how is it? How is it the Gentiles got righteousness and Israel didn't? He's about to explain that. Wherefore? Because thou sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law. Okay, that kind of explains it. In other words, when they rejected Jesus, they were rejecting the truth of God Because they didn't want to accept it by faith. They wanted to have the works of the law. They wanted the Ten Commandments. They wanted the Ark of the Covenant. They wanted their religion to be something they can see and touch and hold. God says, no, I want you to believe in me by faith. That's the reason God seldom steps up, seldom, and says, okay, I'm going to prove myself. He did with Moses. He did with, for example, Elijah and the prophets, prophets of Baal, when he called them all together and they called fire out of the sky. God doesn't do that too often. He's done it a few times, but he can certainly do it. And in these last days, he's going to do it. All right, let's go on. 32. Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith. In other words, the Jews weren't seeking it by faith. They wanted a sign, but as it were by the works of the law, for they stumbled at the stumbling stone. As it is written, behold, I lay in sign a stumbling stone. That would be Jesus. In other words, there is one way to heaven, and there is not another way to heaven. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. I lay in sign a stumbling stone and a rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. In other words, you're not going to be embarrassed. You're not going to be found out to be wrong believing in Jesus. It's not going to happen. Brethren, my heart's desire... And prayer to God for Israel is this, that they might be saved. And likewise, we need to pray that Israel will be saved. And the good news is, scriptures say, many, not all, many of them will be saved. 10.1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer, for God, and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. They being ignorant of God's righteousness, and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves under the righteousness of God. And you know, okay, so yeah, you know, it's talking about how the Jews didn't do it right. Well, the problem is a lot of Americans right now are not doing it right. The Bible says that he that that he he. He that believeth in God must, he that believeth in God must uh, must believe that He is a rewarder, and of them that diligently seek Him. We have to seek God with all of our heart. And the problem is, is a lot of Americans right now are just simply not seeking Him. They don't need Him. They're just fine. Got a job. Got clean water coming out of the faucet. They got toilet, they got toilet paper, they got food, they got a bed that's dry, they, you know, they don't need God, they're doing just fine. But they don't understand it's God that gave them all of that. And so consequently, I think God is not only angry, but I think he's embarrassed because his nation, America, that he raised up, that was not a nation. He raised up, he started, he put it together to become the light on the hill, to take the gospel to the world, now has become habitation of devils, hold of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean, hateful bird. And so I think the devil is rubbing it in his face. See, they don't like your way; they like my way. They like the ways of the flesh. And so Jesus is about to say, "Okay." Let me show you how that works. He's about to show America some really hard times. Verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. And I'll read that again. Matter of fact, let me read the last two again. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. In other words, he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes the further by, me, by him. There is one meter mediator between God and man. That is the man Christ Jesus, period. There is no other way. Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speak it on this wise. Say not in thine heart who shall ascend unto heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, and in thy heart that is the word of faith which ye preach. Okay, I look over, I see I've I've got four messages here. So uh, we probably should have done that when we started this chapter. So let me just pause a second and see what if I need to stop and answer a question here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm happy to answer this question, although it has nothing to do with our Bible study tonight, but that's okay. So Patty Cake 4 says, do you think Trump will finish up Biden's term in office? As the legitimate president, well, first of all, let me make it very plain. I do not know. God has not told me. So what I say now, I say guessing. I think that the internal revolution has a high probability of happening before the next election, although it could be that the Dems cheat again. And they put the bad guy who, or the bad girl, whoever that may be, in. And all of a sudden, the Marines say, we've had enough. And they go in and take over and try to fix this nation. But that's what Dmitri was told. The fall of America will start with an internal revolution. So we want to think that we could clean up our nation. But as you look back in history... No nation that I know of, I haven't checked all of them, but I don't know of a nation through history that has been able to turn itself around once the snowball started rolling down the hill. Once sin entered in, they haven't been able to turn it around, excepting Israel. And that only happened because the hand of God. So do I think America is going to turn around? I think we're going to try. But Again, our, turn, our attempt at saving our nation with an internal revolution ultimately is the fall. We have turned away from the law of our God, and the judgment has been set, and we will fall. Bombs will land on America. But I believe that God has a plan. Um, I think I mentioned it before, so I'll say it briefly. I think that when I get to Israel, there will be a time when I will buy an airline and be flying Christians and Jews from around the world to Israel, where that's probably going to be the only safe place on the planet. I suspect that there is about to be war with Israel and some of the other nations. I don't think it's World War III. I don't think it's Armageddon. It's some kind of a little small skirmish, if you call that a small skirmish that will give Israel back her land, and that's all the way from the Euphrates all the way over to the Nile, probably including most, perhaps even almost all of Saudi Arabia. And that could be happening in the next few years. So, again, I don't know. Okay, all right, let's go to the second question. Dennis, is a reverse osmosis system equal or better than a Berkey? I had a reverse osmosis system and I did not like it. I wound up throwing it away because you have to switch out the filters all the time. And I think it, in answer to your question, if the filter is new, it can filter down a little bit better than the Berkey. I'm not certain of that. I'm not an expert on that, but I can tell you, I didn't like my reverse osmosis system and I love my Berkey. Reverse osmosis is just a lot of trouble and You if you if you understand how that works, you've got a very, very thick membrane that water has to like be constantly running past. And I don't know exactly, but I think it's something like less than 10 percent, maybe like 5 percent of the water that goes into the reverse osmosis system is ever drank like 90 or 95 percent of it goes down the toilet. So, again, I'm not a reverse osmosis fan, and I had one. had one for several years, so I really tried it out. Okay, next question. Anthony Salvo, are we blowing the shofar today? Not that I know of. No. Uh, Maybe the Jews are, but uh, not that I know of. And I know that this is September the 15th. This is the starting of the Feast of Trumpets, but I'm not blowing a shofar. So anyway, to answer your question. Okay, rapture. My church teach my ch- bless your heart. My church teaches a pre trib rapture. Pointing to the church of Philadelphia, your thoughts. <laughs> I would love to answer your question. Let me make my note where we are here. Okay, so we are, where was I? Oh, Romans 10. 10 nine. Okay, Romans 10 9. Famous verse. Okay, let me go there. Church then uh, Okay, let's see here. Philadelphia, that's like about Revelation 2, I think. But I will search. I will search. Philadelphia. Okay. Saying, I'm Alpha and Omega, the first and the last... Uh, under the church and to Philadelphia. Okay, now, first of all, Philadelphia. Let me make sure that was the, the question you were asking here. Hold on. Yeah, Philadelphia, Church of Philadelphia. Church of Philadelphia. Of the seven churches, Philadelphia was the best of the churches. And there, there are church ages. In other words, there's like a specific, if you can see this, specific like a chunk of time. For this church, the next church, the next church, the next church. The Philadelphia church was like around the turn of the 18th century. I don't have all of those numbers in front of me. I've taught on it before, but you gotta, I'd have to pull up my PowerPoint to show you. But uh, it was a, around the turn of the 18th and into the early part of the 19th century. That's when the great, fantastic cathedrals and big churches were built. That's when the wealthy people were in the church. And of the seven churches, the Philadelphia by far is the best church. Now, let me see. Uh, I think I know what you're talking. Let me let me take a second read this. Oh wait, no, no. This, hang on, hang on. I got to go to the next verse of it. Oh, all right. This is what the the pre tribbers say. They want to say, oh, well, there's the open door. We get to go to heaven in the open door. No, that's not what he's talking about. I know that works, behold, I've set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For the highest a little strength and has kept my word and has not denied my name. It's literally a group of people that have been steadfast to him and not denied his name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews or not, but do lie. Behold, I will take; them, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I love thee. Now, here's the point. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell on the earth. Okay. You see, this is a case of a preacher walking up to the message board, pulling a message off of the board, and sticking it on themselves. First of all, it was not spoken to the Church of the Laodiceans. We are the Church of the Laodiceans. This was spoken to the Church of Philadelphia. And if there is a church that has earned the right to have that, it would be the Philadelphia Church. But everybody from Philadelphia Church died long ago. That's not what he's talking about. So he says, I'll keep thee from the hour of temptation, which will come upon all the earth to try them that dwell upon the earth. As we go through life, We all have a time of temptation, but what he's saying to the Philadelphia church in your day, in your time, you're not going to be tempted and tested as much as the other churches because you've been more faithful. And here's another one, too. There's another church uh, in there that see, let's see, let's see if I can remember this. I'm not in that mode right now. I'm in a Bible study mode, not in a prophecy mode, but there's another one. Let's see. How's it worded? I'd have to, I would have to do some research and get back to you to answer. But there's another church, a lot of people will say, oh, wait, 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 wait. I know what I can do. Here we go. Let's do this. It's flashing on my side. It's very distracting, but I can't stop it. I've tried. Um, I'll give thee a crown of life. This is a revelation thing. One of the seven churches. The thing is blinking. It's very distracting for me to try to look up something. Maybe if I do it from this end. Let me get back on that because I'm making a lot of other people wait here that don't even have the question. Perhaps I can answer that question another time. Let's go to... Romans 10, 9. Famous verse. Okay, back to what we were talking about. Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the, with the heart, man believeth into righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Meaning, it's not enough to believe Jesus died and rose again and not say it. It's not enough to say it. And I believe it. We've got to believe it. We've got to say it. And Romans 10, 10, 9 and 10, I think it is, says that uh, if we confess him before men, he will also confess us before his father. Whosoever denies me before men, him will also deny before my father, which is in heaven. There's several other verses to say that. Meaning, we have to really believe that Jesus is the Christ, son of the living God, died on the cross, rose three days later, and we accept His blood to wash our sins away, and there is no getting out of that because God knows every one of our thoughts; He knows the intents of our heart. Revelation says He searches the reins and the hearts. Okay, let's go on. Verse eleven: For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on Him, there shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between Jew and Greek, or we would say it today, between Jew and and Gentile. For the same Lord over all is rich to all that call upon him. Now, that word rich doesn't mean gold and silver type rich. In other words, anyone that calls upon Jesus can be saved. If they call upon, they believe in him, he's not going to turn them away. That's what it's saying. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And there's an angel that flies through the midst of heaven in the last day saying, uh, having the everlasting gospel to save those that dwell on the earth, that they should... Uh, Worship! Oh, say here, say I'm not in that mode. I'm not in that anointing, so I can't recall it as quickly. I uh, saw an angel flying through the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach them that dwell on the earth, the every people, nation, kindred, and tongue. Sang in a loud voice, worship God and fear Him that made heavens and the earth and the seas and the fountains of waters. And that same angel is, in my opinion, this is a, a few days before the Russian bombs hit America. And as go forth, Parnell said, and it fits my understanding, as the bombs come down, we go up. We don't go into a rapture. It's not a rapture. It's not protecting anybody. As a matter of fact, this is four months before Jesus returns at this time. Most Christians are already dead anyway. This is us going to the marriage supper of the Lamb. I've talked about that before. It's getting us off on prophecy. So I'm going to get back to this. 13, for whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. I can remember as a young man thinking, God will never call me to preach. I mean, it's just... It is not in me to preach well. Famous last words, right? God does some amazing things. Sixteen, but they but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For he saith, saith, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. What is that saying? That's what a famous verse right there. That's a memory verse. So If we want to have faith, how do we get faith? That's the faith verse right there. If we want to have faith, read the word of God. Read it and read it and read it and memorize it. That's the answer. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people and by a foolish nation I will anger you. But Esaias is very bold, and saith, I was found to them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that ask not after me. But to Israel he saith, All day long have I stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. Now why is he saying this? He's saying because one day all the children of Israel from Jesus forward, are going to stand before him. And they're going to have to give an answer. And they're going to say, what, 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 you know, you know, and Jesus is going to say, here it is. I stretched forth my hand. I spoke to you. I tried to get you to hear, but you wouldn't hear. There's another scripture that says, all, every, I I can't quote it exactly. Basically, says everybody on earth has had the opportunity to find salvation. I don't understand exactly how that all works. There's another scripture that says that we're all judged based upon the light that is shown to us. So someone that is born, you know, and they never even learned to talk, and they never heard of Jesus, and you know, I don't know. Jesus is the righteous judge, and I will assure you, he will bring the righteous judgment. To every every person that received the light of life. He will. Now let's go to chapter uh, 11. <clears throat> Let me jump up here. Okay, here we go. I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite, the seed of Abraham, and of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. What not you not, what ye not, <laughs> we got to figure out a better way to say that. What ye not, what the scripture saith of Esaias. The way we would say it is, don't you remember reading the scripture of Isaiah? That's the way we would say that. How he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed my, thy prophets and digged down thine altars, and I left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the glory, the answer of God unto him? I have reserved unto myself 7,000 men. Who have not bowed the knee to the image of ball? Now let me talk about ball a second. I got to be careful on my words here. This is, I think, the reason they deleted my channel once before. We had almost hundred thousand subscribers, and they deleted it because I was talking about Molag and ball. But have you ever heard someone say, "Oh, let's have a ball"? Well, it's not B A L L. Have you ever heard someone say, "Well, the king is throwing a big ball"? It's not B A L L. It's B-A-A-L. It's a ball. And it's a basically a free-for-all orgy. Here's the way it works. They typically would start it on a moon, full moon night. And this is the rule. Everybody that showed... And by the way, I've never read this in a book or anything. God just showed me this drifting off to sleep one night. I mean, he just did download for me to understand about Moloch and Ball. And I think it was because I was talking about it. Anyway, the way it works is... When you went to a a worship service, of Moloch and Ball, which is the big cow god, when you showed up, this was the deal. Everybody takes their clothes off, and you get to do anything to anyone there you want to do. Now, to some people, that would say hot dog. But then there's either side of it. You also have to let anybody do to you anything they want to do. And see, that's the basic creed of Lucifer. Do as thou wilt. In other words, do whatever you want to do. But you got to let them do to you what they want to do. I interviewed a guy and he said that uh, he was asked to join this group. He didn't understand exactly what group he had joined. But I remember he said, I went down to Miami and I was sitting in the lounge area of an airport, not a public airport, but a little small airport. And he said, and, and I, I, I won't mention the name, but it was a very, very famous name. Trust me. You've heard this name, a political person. You've heard this name. Their whole family is very, very big and political. He said, and this guy, he mentioned his name, was in the room. And he said, my daughter walked into the room and he just pointed. He said, I want her. That's his, that's my daughter. He said, I don't care. I want her. See, so that's the way it works in the world of Lucifer. You get everything you want, but you have to give other people what they want. That's the rule. Do as thou wilt. But you also have to understand the other side of the rule. So when he's saying this, let's go back to what it's saying here. Uh, I have reserved on myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of balls. When you go to one of those meetings, you have to bow your image, your, your knee to the image of ball, and you have to worship him. And then, of course, the cocaine comes out and all the other things. It's people that love and want evil. Believe it or not, there are some people that like that and want to live that way. And there are certain rules along with it. By the way, one of the rules is, that you can not do anything to hurt your other brother in the in the group. And if you're asked to do something, you have to do it unless it's going to cost you money. So then we wonder why we can't get justice brought to Hunter or Biden or something like that. It's because there's so many of them there that have taken that blood oath. I mean, it's a whole... We Look, I tell you what, go to WatchProphecyClub.com watch WatchProphecyClub.com, we have several DVDs from people that live that life that can speak it because they were there. And they can explain that to you up on WatchProphecyClub.com. Spend several evenings there. I think you get the first 30 days free even, okay? So you can watch a lot of DVDs. A lot. Of it's a good deal. WatchProphecyClub.com. All right, enough of that. Let's go on. Even so then, at this present time, Also, is there a remnant according to the election of grace? And if by grace, then it is no more works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. What's he saying? He's saying you can't earn your way into heaven, into eternity. You can't. It is by grace. It is by faith. And it is through the blood of Jesus. That's what he's basically saying. So, what then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. He's saying that the Jews have been blinded, and he says it in other places. But again, I believe that that blindness in part has come upon Jews until the last days when God removes it. According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears. That they should not hear unto this day. And I might add, it's still there. Have you ever tried to talk to a Jew about Jesus? It's kind of like talking to a telephone pole. They aren't even open. And I might add, if you've tried to talk to an American lately about Jesus, they're pretty close to it. And David saith, Let their table be made a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense to them. Let their eyes be darkened. That they may not see, and bow down their back all way it means they're going to work. They aren't going to be blessed. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid. But rather through their fall, salvation has come to the Gentiles, for to provoke them to jealousy. We better read that one again. That's important. Have the I'm going to, I'm going to put it in my own words. So have the Jews stumbled? just so that they can totally fall no god forbid but rather through their fall salvation has come unto the gentiles and because the gentiles received jews there's jesus there's going to be a time that a lot of them are jealous Now maybe that jealousy is there now but i haven't seen it now if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness. Did you catch that? That was big. I'll read it again. Now, if the fall of the Jews also be the riches of the world, meaning the Jews lost the riches of the world because they didn't accept Jesus, that's what it's saying, and the diminishing of them the riches of the Gentiles, so the Jews aren't blessed as much as the Gentiles, and you'd have to agree with that today. How much more their fullness? Now that's the point. So what, when he says this, how much more their fullness? What's he saying, fullness? I believe that when Israel is given oil, it's not going to be a drip. It's not going to be a squirt. It's going to be a high-pressure oil well, that probably won't take but just a few of them to supply maybe even one of them supplies all the oil Israel will ever need and then they start supplying most of the oil for the rest of the world and I think again I'll say it again I think that it's going to begin to dry well at least lower the wellhead pressures of the surrounding nations all around Israel and I think that's the reason for here I'll just let me make note of where I am here. Let's see, Rich uh, fullness. Okay, 12. So we're in Romans 11, 12. Let me show you. Okay, let's see. Let's go to uh, Ezekiel 38, 4. I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth all thine har- army and horses and horsemen, all of them clothed on all sorts of armor, even a great company, with bucklers, shields, all in the handling swords. This is all talking about the Russians and their buddies coming down to attack Israel. What makes them? I will turn thee back, and I will put hooks into your jaws. What's the hook? I believe it is crude oil. Massive amounts of oil, and I believe it begins to dry the wells of the Arabs. I want to show you more on this. Okay. An all-dine army, horses and horsemen. Wait a minute. If this happens in the latter years, and it says, and it does, why are they on horses? Could it be because they ran out of oil? Okay, enough of that. Let's go back. Ah! Wrong, 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 wrong button here. So Romans 11, 12. Okay. Now. After follow them, be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness, meaning when God decides to go to blessing Israel again, it's going to be mighty and it's going to be powerful. For I speak unto you, Gentiles, inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. If by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh, it might save some. So even then, uh, Paul is trying to convince the Jews that he's right and doing everything he possibly can to try to convince them. But blindness and has come to the Gentiles or Jews until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. <clears throat> 15. For if the casting way of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be? But life from the dead? For if the fruitful be holy, back up. If the first fruit be holy, then the lump is also holy. If the root be holy, so are the branches. If some of the branches be broken off, and thou... Being a wild olive tree, talking about the Jews or the Gentiles, were grafted in among them and with them, partakest of the root and fatness of the olive tree. What's he saying? He's saying that the Jews brought Jesus to us. Jesus represents the olive tree, and we found Jesus through the olive tree. However, I do not think that the Jews have anything to do. With Jesus and our salvation directly. We do not have to go through the Jews to find Jesus. We find Jesus directly. There is no link between us. I mean, the Catholics want to say, yeah, well, you gotta you gotta go to the Pope to find Jesus. No, you don't. Okay, it's directly to Jesus. That's what he wants. We are, at least some of us are, his bride. Boast not against the branches, but if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Wilt thou say then the branches were broken off that I might be grafted in? Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off, and thou standest by faith. Be not high minded, but fear. For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed lest he also spare not thee. In other words, if God was willing to judge his own people, his first chosen people, chosen, if he was willing to to judge the barley, the first to harvest, he's certainly willing to judge the wheat that would be us. Behold therefore the goodness and severity of God on them which fell, severity but toward thee goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou shalt also be cut off. And they also, if they abide not in still unbelief, but shall be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again, meaning he's going to return his attention from the Gentiles back to the Jews. For if thou wert cut off of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to the nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, these, how much more shall these which be the natural graft, branches, be grafted into their own olive tree. Meaning, when or will they to return and will they receive Jesus? Yes. A lot of them, yes. All of them, no. But a lot of them will. For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. And let me also say, there's a scripture that says, all of Israel shall be saved. I don't know. I mean, God is sovereign. He can do what he wants to do. If they get into heaven and God decides he wants to just have all of them come in, even the ones that pierced him, I mean, I guess, I guess he can. I mean, he's the righteous judge. He can do what he wants to do. But based upon pretty much everything that is in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, everything Paul wrote, everything I understand, and not all of them will get in. And I can take you to several parables that show that too. Anyway, let's go on. Verse 25. For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. I'll read that again. Blindness in part, didn't say in full, blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. And so all Israel shall be saved, it is written. Again, God is sovereign. He doesn't do what he wants to do. If he wants to save all of them, that's his business. And so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written. There shall come out of Zion a deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant to them, when I shall take away their sins. We don't know everything. As concerning the gospel, there are enemies for your sakes, but it's touching the election. They are beloved for the father's sakes. The election, he's talking about the Jews. As concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes. In other words, the Jews were enemies in those days, the enemies of the Gentiles. They are enemies for your sakes. But as touching the election, they are beloved of the fathers for the father's sake. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Now, that's a big one. What's that saying? The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. What's that saying? Think a minute. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Did he send Jesus to the Jews? Yes, he did. So he may be saying there, and so I'm going to save them all. Again, he's the judge, he decides what he wants to do. But for us Gentiles, the way I take that is this means that. When God calls someone to the ministry, he doesn't uncall them. Verse 30, For as as ye in times past have not believed God, ye have now obtained mercy through your unbelief. Even so have these also now not believed, that through your mercy they may obtain mercy. For God hath concluded them in all unbelief, that he might have mercy upon all. Oh, the depth of the, reach, the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor, or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompense unto him again. For of him, and through him, and to him, are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Okay, let's see. We got 20 minutes. Let me see. Uh, okay, we don't have any other questions up. You know what? I think I'm going to end it early tonight. My voice is giving out, and frankly, I'm tired. So I think I'm going to end it early. But I want to end it on, on a positive note. <sighs> okay, so we see Maui burned. I don't think it's an accident. I think it's an on-purpose. We've seen fires in in California. I don't think there was an accident. I think it's on purpose. We have seen tornadoes and hurricanes and floods and droughts. And they're calling it climate change. It's not climate change, it's scalar wave, it's high technology. Scalar wave is from Nikola Tesla. He's the one that discovered it, took it to America. They couldn't make it work, but the Russians made it work. Now, I don't think it's just the Russians that have it. I think it's also the Moloch and Ball guys. I don't know how many of them there are, but I think there's... What, what I'm trying to say is we're also looking at our dollar is in the process of falling. Right now, they we just discovered here just this past week, that there has been secret negotiations going on between Israel and Saudi Arabia, and the United States is right in the middle of it. And there is a very good possibility by this time next year. And let's see, where's my note? Okay, let's see. Which note? Which note? Okay, here we go. One of the headlines says, Omar in Palestinian state. And then the next one is, Catastrophe Hits America. I believe that the first one of those seven newspaper headlines will be Omar ushers in Palestinian state. And if we look at how God has punished America, when we turn against Israel, the punishment comes the very next day. There's not even two or three days between it. So since 2006, since Leslie was told Omar ushers in Palestinian state, we have prayed and prayed and prayed. What are you talking about? What is the Omer in Palestinian state? The only thing we've been able to come up with is it is the counting of the Omer. The counting of the Omer is from first fruits unto Pentecost. And next year, those dates are April 25 through June 11. might want to make note of that. April 25 through June 11. That means that if we see A Palestinian state, and apparently they're actually quite close to it. If we see a Palestinian state coming the first quarter of next year, high probability it will come during the time of April 25 through June 11. Did I say that right? April 25 to June 11. And that would be during the counting of the Omer. And that would explain a newspaper headline that says, Omer ushers in Palestinian state. Then the very next day, there's 12 different people that have heard audible voices have dreams and visions, angel visits that said, if America splits Israel, God is going to split America. And that that split will be from the Great Lakes down the Mississippi River Valley. Uh, some of them have seen it a uh, partial way. we saw it down to Tupelo, Mississippi. Most of them have seen it stretch all the way to the Gulf of Mexico, literally making an ocean it's not just a river anymore it's literally making an ocean between the east and the west side of the united states we also know that there's 33 prophecies that say suitcase nukes are going to go off in america we also know that the dollar is going to eventually be worthless as leaves blowing in the wind coverstone and morris scolar and a couple others was shown that the dollar will fall like this. It falls from 30%, boom, to 50% down to 66 and then finally worthless as leaves blowing in the wind. And the thing that starts that, according to Terry Bennett, was when they start selling, when Saudi Arabia specifically starts selling oil in another currency other than the dollar, and that has already happened twice, one to India and I forget the other nation, the dollar is now in progress of falling. The BRICS nations have openly said that they plan to release their gold-backed currency starting January 1 of 2024. Then you take Dmitri Dudeman had the angel Gabriel come to him in 1984, and say the fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists. If you add 40 years, which is the 40 is the number of judgment, It rained for 40 days and 40 nights. And there's a lot of 40s as far as judgment. 40s are the number of judgment. If you add 40 years to 1984, you come up to 2024. So is it going to be that the internal revolution will start in 2024? Someone asked earlier, do you think Trump will finish out Biden's term in office as the legitimate president? If the judgment falls on America, 40 years after it was pronounced, that would make it in 2024. That would mean that the internal revolution would most likely start in 2024. It is also my guess, God has not told me, but it is my guess, something I'm watching for is that one of these four indictments actually winds up putting handcuffs on Donald Trump and actually putting him in jail And you remember the angel said the fall of America would start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists. Do you think the communists would like to put Trump in jail? No question. Do you think that they know that that will anger the Trump supporters? Absolutely. Do you think that they know that there are actually more Trump supporters in America than there are people against him? I think they know that. I think they know that they lost the last election and I think they know that they're going to lose the next election by a bigger margin. And so it may very well be that their attempt to stop him is by putting him in jail. At what time the EBS broadcast signal is sounded, the Marines come out and as Jack Rigney and Terry Bennett was shown The Marines go in, take over the White House, the Supreme Court, and the Congress, and bring people out as, uh, what's his name? Wunsch, very Wunsch, was shown. They bring them out in handcuffs and march them in the street like prisoners of war. And the internal revolution has started. And as Jason Meeks was shown, there is rejoicing in the streets. It's like after World War II. It was a great rejoicing in the streets. And then shortly after that, the suitcase nukes hit. In other words, our attempt to try to save our nation backfires. Evil people are in control enough to the point to where our attempt to save our nation, the internal revolution, is not successful and America falls. Now, how much sooner after that? I don't know, but my guess is if we're in the tribulation, and I do not know that we are, and if the tribulation started October the 5th of 2022, as Terry Bennett said it did, and as Vicki Goforth Parnell said, in a few days, unquote, and that was like on October the 2nd. So while she did not say tribulation starts October the 5th, she kind of hinted at it, and She has several other dreams, said that, yes, we are in the tribulation. So back to my question. Do you think Trump will finish out Biden's term in office as the legitimate president? The truth is, I don't know. But if I had to guess, I'd say that probably the internal revolution will happen before the end of 2024. Don't say. Don't go quote me and say that. I do not know. God has not told me. That's my guess. Am I, I'm entitled to a guess just like you're entitled to a guess. But don't go quote. Don't go saying stand a Prophecy Club and say that the internal revolution gets started in 2024. I do not know that. God has not told me that. It's just a guess. And that's what that do you think. So this will tell you what I think. I do not tell you what I know. Um I think we'll probably see the fall of the dollar and probably the dollar will fall. What Jason Meeks and Daniel and David Phillips saw is it happens instantly. David Phillips had a dream where they were in a restaurant. And they were said, everyone stand up and walk out. Right now we're closing for six months. David Meeks was at an ATM, pulled out $20, realized he need more money. And all of a sudden, just that quick, the whole financial system had changed. When it hits, there's no warning and it happens instantly. Leslie was shown a dream where wealthy people had lost everything. Wow. So, so my best guess this is a guess that 2024 is going to be a year like we've never seen, bad things happening. Boom, 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 back, 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 back. Kind of like right now we see storms just back to back to back to back. I think that's what we're looking at. We, I started to say we probably are in the tribulation. I'm still not ready to say that for sure. But we're, we're, we probably are, but I'm not saying for sure. We probably are, but I don't, I'm not saying for sure. I don't know. I'm saying that we could be. We could be. I also think that I'm going to be going to Israel. Um, I told some very, very, very important people the other day that I think I'll be going to Israel the latter part of this year, the early part of next year. That's just a guess. Okay, Just a guess. First three words are, do you think? So this will tell you what I think. So I'm just talking off the top of my head. I think that the world is about to change in some very, very, very big ways. Just like the Berkey water filters. This is another attack. Nothing wrong with Berkey water filters. My opinion, they're probably one of the best out there. So how come they're being shut down I think it's because they're too good. I think it's because it is something that can stop them from killing a lot of people. There are people that want to take, remember the Georgia Guidestones, wants to take the whole planet down to where there's only like only half a million people alive or something like that, 800,000 or something. I mean, this basically saying they want to kill 11 out of 12 people. So, oh, one last thing. We're asking people that follow Prophecy Club to actually join Prophecy Club. And you can do that by going to prophecyclub.com, join it with an automatic $9.90 donation each month or more. But jason meeks was told in a dream prophet that if we want prophecy club to be there for us in the trouble ahead that everybody needs to join it and everybody needs to get set up on an automatic monthly payment of nine dollars and ninety cents so i believe the hearing of god sound good to me so we're inviting people to join including time you want to Um, also if you're on the bible study it also means that you want to know the bible so i'd recommend that you go to prophecyclub.com and consider sliding to the bottom of the page and joining Fast Track and or Fast Gap. Fast Track are those people that wants to fast and pray for Prophecy Club. Fast Gap are those people wants to fast and pray for America. Like Fast Gap, for example. We've been praying against, I think it was three or four weeks ago, we prayed against panda eyes. Do you know what panda eyes are? I didn't know. here just recently. It's when a child gets, how do I say this, when a child, I, I don't know how to say it, is raped anally by an adult, it apparently puts so much pressure in them, along with so much pain, it breaks the vessels in their eyes And their eyes turn black, just like they got hit in the eyes. Both of them are just black like that. Uh, And they had some pictures of it. We're also praying against that. We're also praying against adrenochrome, which is where they take children mostly. And torture them. And then remove their blood and remove the adrenaline from it. And they sell it. Uh, Reportedly, it's one of the most expensive things on the planet. And it literally... Makes people's hair grow back to the normal color, removes wrinkles, and apparently gives them pretty close to eternal life. But it does so at the expense of many children's lives. So those are some of the things we're praying against. Praying against scalar wave. We're praying against time machines and all kinds of evil, 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 evil things. So let me wrap up with prayer here. Lord. Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy, for all nations shall come and worship before thee when thy judgments are made manifest. Lord, you said that if I prayed for people and had anointed them with oil and prayed that they receive the spirit of prophecy, that I could pass it on. So in the spirit, I anoint them with oil and I pray that you would also pass the spirit of prophecy onto them so that they might also be able to understand and teach and preach the spirit of prophecy, teach prophecy to win souls in these last days. ask you to guide them, protect them, speak to them, bless them, that they would all hear well done, thou good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for watching. And we will see you in eternity soon.